Good morning, Lucy here. Let's talk about narcissists and identity. And by that, I mean, why do they want to mirror us and our identity to capture us? And how do narcissists view themselves? Like, what's their identity? So when you say to somebody, um, oh, what are the, your nice traits? What are the really good things about you? You know, like when you go to a job interview and the, the interviewer often says, well, what are, your, what are you really good at and what are your flaws? You know, that's a really common interview question. Narcissists will struggle with that, okay? Even the most intelligent, well-established, happy as Larry to be a narcissist, narcissists will struggle with that because those particular narcissists know what they are. Right. They know they're liars, they know they're manipulators, they know that they have hurt people and hurt people and that they um, actually really sadistically enjoy it. So a narcissist's eyes will kind of they'll panic and their eyes are going to flick left and right, the hands are going to start going, they'll blush. But of course, they'll kind of put that across as like, oh, you know, I'm embarrassed. I don't really like talking about myself and pretend to be all humble and shy, which we all know is BS. But there's a lot more going on in there. It's narcissists really deep, deep down, right, don't know who they are. They never had a chance to form an identity. OK, this is why they often appear completely immature and like a toddler, because even when you're a toddler, you're still growing and learning and forming who you are and you're learning what you what you like and what you don't like and how you're going to behave about this and how you're going to behave about that. And that's why child development, which I studied, I've got a diploma in child development, which why child development is so important because as the child develops, they develop a frame of reference, they develop an attachment styles, they develop morals, um, they develop an understanding of the world around them and... Uh, what goes where and what doesn't go where and societal rules and moral rules. Um, and then they start to form their own individual personality around that. And with the narcissist, people with narcissistic personality disorder, that gets interrupted by trauma or perceived trauma, um, abuse and neglect. One of those, all of those, lots of those, you know, and it can be all different types of trauma. It can be something as simple as, you know, a beloved parent leaving the family home to cause injury, uh, psychological injury to the child. And suddenly a schema forms and they have abandonment issues and they hate men or something like that. So you, it's they're very fragile children. And although they can be robust in crisis and stress and they power through, they, they take with them bad memories and the scars of experiences like that. And if it happens again and again and again, they're abandoned again and again and again, or they're abused again and again and again, and uh, they're neglected again and again and again, and they're not recognised or heard or seen or respected, boom, you've got a perfect storm for somebody with narcissistic personality disorder, and their identity will warp. And uh, this is how we end up with them in, later in life. And they, 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 they don't understand who they are. A lot of them will get to a certain age where they don't really care who they are because they've, they've carried so many masks for so long. And they've learned how to present these different masks to different people to get different supply and to, to cope through more trauma and crisis that by God they've caused themselves or you've caused them by leaving them and not been a punching bag anymore that the narcissist simply just it's like a slot machine they just simply put another coin in another picture comes up and that's it the new mask it goes on they are uh 
incredible at surviving and adapting and chameleon-like getting through things that caused them stress, anxiety and trauma because as a child they had to do that. So they, they never get a chance to have a fixed identity or personality and of course our personality changes as we grow up. <clears throat> I know mine certainly has. Um, I definitely was very immature and uh, made some terrible choices and my identity was totally wrapped up in my uh, sexual esteem. So like my self-esteem, but also my sexuality. Um, I try to unpick it myself, but all I know is from the age of about 13, 14, I just became fixated on this idea that if I wasn't pretty and the boys didn't fancy me, um, I was somehow invisible. I didn't exist, you know, um, and I was horrendously ugly and nobody would like me and nobody would be my friend and it was all just wrapped up in being attractive to boys and of course eating disorders came in and blooming all sorts happened anyway um but you know a lot of trauma a lot of crisis has actually made me adapt into being a better person with a narcissist it will make them into a worse person because they don't want to look inward and talk about things like that they don't want to assess themselves and go, God, oh God, I wish I hadn't done that. How can I stop myself doing that again? That's not, that's not how they work because all the pain and the trauma that they're carrying, that they're not, they don't want to work on because it hurts them. Okay. They simply cannot put up with the shame and the embarrassment and the fear of being found out. So they just put another mask on and ignore it. And that's why the narcissistic personality disorder gets worse because it just, you, you can't keep putting a plaster over a festering maggot riddled scab. At some point you've got to let some air and sunshine on it, put a bit of cream on it and, and help it heal. Um, so identity is absolutely, it's a really interesting area when, when talking about narcissistic personality disorder. The other thing is, like I said at the beginning, is narcissists are mirroring. So a narcissist will mirror you and kind of copy your identity, your identifying features and behaviors that make you uniquely you. Um, and also the things that make you weak. Or, uh, to the narcissist, it's seen as a weakness, okay, because they're hunting and they're feeding and they're eating and they need in in at you to, to get in that little chink in your armor. Um, but it, they're also looking at what types of supply you can offer. When we talk about narcissistic supply, it's often just given a sort of whitewash, simple, well, she's just a supply. Or narcissists just want sexual supply. And uh, I can blame myself a little bit for that because when I write about Casanova psychopaths, which is a narcissist, which particularly uses their own sexual identity or that sexual masks, different sexual masks, um, to get victims and then groom them and woo them and tie them to them and trauma bond them. Um, it tends to be sex, but there are lots of type of narcissists. There are lots of type of supply. And there are lots of type of masks. So, um, we, we must be mindful of that. And, um, a narcissist, well, the, in regards to supply, sorry. <clears throat> so, Narcissists will choose supply that are people who have different types of supply. So they're reading you and then they have to mirror you. They've learned to mirror you from quite an early age to sort of seduce you into, into feeling this um, overwhelming sense of like the stupid twin flame theory. Oh, you need to see my YouTube thing on that. But to make you feel like you belong together because everybody wants to belong Everyone wants to find that soulmate friend or soulmate partner. They want to feel an incredible 
bond to people. It feels wonderful, doesn't it? It feels amazing to meet someone and be like, oh my God, we like the same music. We're scared of the same animals. We both love going out or we both love staying in. You know, we both love kissing. Narcissists will copy your identity, mirror it back at you to make you feel safe, to make you feel like you found your your one, okay? And this happens in friendships as well. It happened to me, um, which ended up becoming extremely toxic because she became an incredible bully. It was like being in a domestically abusive relationship, but I was 36 and she was 34. Anyway, uh, long story. You can buy the Forgivers Club if you want to read about that. Anyway, so um, the mirroring is all about identity as well. And it's about, and then there's also the sense that they want to erode your identity. So a narcissist, once, once they've got you trauma bonded, which actually can happen quite quickly, particularly if you yourself, in terms of your personality, have um, attachment issues and childhood wounds and you maybe overly eager to be dependent on someone, aka being codependent, and you need you need to feel validated by being in a relationship or in a very close friendship and being tight, really tight together. Uh, narcissists will love that. That's on their shopping list. Um, so they will um they will erode that from you though. Okay. And this is often why they get called vampires, because they literally feed from you, take everything from you, and then throw your husk of a corpse away. Um and they will take from you things that they see are working with others. So if you're funny, like really funny, by the way, like I'm hilarious. <laughs> uh, I can really be really funny. Um, a narcissist will, will mirror that. And suddenly you'll be the funny couple. You'll be like, oh my God, they are so funny together. Okay. But I can guarantee you a previous supply probably had a, he was serious and he was academic and he was very calm because what he's seen in the previous supply was that was what worked for her that was what got her social status and it's what got her respect so narcissists will will copy your identity as well as um and suck it dry they they want to take away the wonderful parts of you that make you you that make you unique that make you attractive to others. And I believe a lot of this is is um, subconscious. I don't think that they, a lot of narcissists have the brains to um, self-evaluate this sort of stuff and then go, oh, that's why I did that. Right? That's why I started going to the gym as well and I got a dog as well, which is what happened with my ex-best friend. She just started copying me. It was Once she decided she hated me, she started copying me. So it was very single white female, I have to say. Um weird 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 stuff um but the narcissist will then want they want to take from you what you have because they 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 become to despise you because once they've fallen out of the uh the idealization phase and the love bombing's got boring and the devaluation has begun a narcissist will 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 be agitated by you being funny they will be agitated by the fact that you're really, you love the gym, even though that, that was what they found attractive about you previously. They will be agitated by the fact that you're very sociable and you talk to everybody that you meet in the street that you know. Um, and they'll start to, that the language around that, your identity comes into devaluation, which is, oh God, it's so annoying when you stop to talk to everyone. Now you can skip back to two months previous and they'll have said to you, lying next to you in bed or, you know, out walking, I love how friendly you are. So narcissists and identity, there's so many layers to this around why identity matters to them and why they will never have a true identity, why their personality is disordered. And everyone forgets narcissistic personality disorder has the word disorder in it, okay? And I occasionally 
get henpecked. Henpecked or henpecked? I don't know. I need to find out. I get henpecked um, on Instagram, particularly by people who have say that they've been diagnosed with cluster B disorders and NPD is a cluster B disorder, but I don't see, uh, I don't, I try not to talk about uh, borderline personality disorder because often it's misdiagnosis. NPD and NPD is misdiagnosis, BPD, yada, yada. It's not my area. Um, Anyway, so, and they will say, oh, you hate cluster Bs. You say we are all evil. And I actually don't. (laughs) Um, And they kind of go off on one about it. And but BPDs will often have a personality. They actually, you can, they, they will be able to clearly explain who they are and what they are and what their flaws are. And, and they want, they, I think the vast majority of them have enough empathy to want to be help, ha- happier and more content and more stable. Narcissists don't. But they, they have an identity, you see. Narcissistic personality disorder manifests in this shifting, shape-shifting identity crisis. It's a lifelong identity crisis. Um, and... Well, yeah, that's it, I think, I've got to say about this. I've had a half a coffee. I probably should have had more, by the way, guys, shouldn't I? Um, There's loads to say about identity. I possibly should have stripped this podcast down to the three sections, which is them having a warped sense of identity and hollow parts, hence personality disorder, them being attracted by your identity and various different traits you have for different types of supplies, and also them wanting to mirror you and then destroy your identity and uh, all the lovely attributes you have that um, that they are jealous of because narcissists are innately jealous. They will never admit it, but they are. So that was the three sections I wanted to cover in this podcast. I don't know if I have. I don't really care because I don't uh, practice. Everybody sits and researches and practices. I just like to just talk off the cuff and just let it flow. But um, so this is why my podcasts are very informal. Please do listen to some of the others. You can I think you can subscribe to this. I don't know. Um, but if you are interested in the slightly faster, more upbeat bit of eye to eye contact. Um you can go to my YouTube channel, which is the same L.W. Hawksby, the narcissist hunter. Um and you can subscribe and you can join the other nearly nearly nine hundred subscribers there, which is exciting. And watch my videos. The videos are between three and eleven minutes and much more succinct because I, th- I feel as though if I'm able to make eye contact with you all out there, I seem to be able to flow better. <laughs> um, and of course, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. So come and find me and talk to me. Thank you.